Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Visit lisa.com forward slash hoops to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash h-o-o-p-s. The Volume. It's Hoops Tonight presented by FanDuel. The NBA season is kicking into gear and there's no better place to get in on the action than with FanDuel. The app is safe and secure. Getting your money out is super easy. You can jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. And I love building those same game parlays. And FanDuel is now live in Ohio. So use promo code JasonT and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. 21 plus in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. Call 1-877-770-STOP in LA. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Dial 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, welcome to Hoops Tonight presented by FanDuel here at The Volume. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope all of you guys had a great weekend. We are live on Amp. And for those of you guys who are watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast feed, don't forget that the very first place you guys can find these shows is on Amp. Today, we are just going to be touching up on two MVP cases. Here come the Milwaukee Bucks and here come Giannis. So we're going to talk about the Bucks and Giannis's MVP case to start. We talked a lot about Joel Embiid yesterday, but I want to touch a little bit deeper on his MVP case. So we'll touch on that as well. And then I have two quick hitters centering around LeBron. 
First of all, all of the reaction to his overly dramatic reaction to the missed foul call against the Celtics. I have some thoughts there involving LeBron's competitiveness. And then there was a lot of talk going around on Twitter the other day over who was better, 2008 LeBron or this year's Luka Doncic. And I have some thoughts there as well. You guys know the drill. Before we get started, subscribe to the Volumes YouTube channel so you don't miss any more of our videos. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JasonLT so you guys don't miss any show announcements. And if for whatever reason you guys miss one of these and you can't get back over to YouTube or to AMP, you can find them wherever you get your podcasts under hoops tonight. So the Bucks are on a four-game winning streak. They beat the crap out of the Pelicans last night, one by 25 for their fourth consecutive win. That is their sixth consecutive win when Giannis plays. They've also won eight of their last 10 when Chris Middleton plays. So here come the Bucks. <clears throat> you know, one of the things for the people who have followed me for a while or followed the show for a while, and one of the things you'll learn if you're new is that generally speaking, I don't overreact to regular season trends. I'm always paying attention to regular season trends. I always consider it as information. But at the end of the day, I'm not go it's going to take a lot more evidence in a regular season sample to sway me of something compared to what I would see in a postseason environment. I just find postseason basketball to be so much more informative. And you'll see that a lot throughout my analysis this season. So for instance, when the Lakers started in two and ten, I didn't jump off the bandwagon. I was, you know, pointing out some of the issues that were go that were going on there. But what did I keep saying? LeBron's not playing well. He should, in theory, start playing well. And when he does, that's a massive influx of talent that should cover up for a lot of the issues that they have on the roster. And now LeBron's healthy and in a rhythm. The Lakers are over 500, significantly over 500 over the last half of the season. LeBron's playing like an MVP. Anthony Davis is coming back. They've made a trade for the uh, for a real forward. Now the Lakers are starting to enter onto the scene as like a real serious basketball team. So we're not going to overreact to a 2-10 start. When the Warriors have struggled this season, I haven't changed them from being my championship favorite. Why? Well, for starters, it's been regular season basketball. Two, most of their struggles are on the road and associated with effort. And three, there are 21 lineups in the NBA this year that have played at least 200 minutes, and the Warriors starters are still the best, by far. With Kevon Looney, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry... And Andrew Wiggins on the floor. The Warriors are outscoring teams by 19.5 points per 100 possessions. That's utter destruction. And no other team is close. Not the Nuggets. Not anybody. So I'm not, I'm not going to jump off the Warriors, even though they're only one game over 500. Because all they have to do is maybe make a deal for somebody on the bench, get their stuff together as it pertains to their night-in, night-out effort, and the talent is still there, and good luck beating those five guys four times out of seven. And the same thing goes for the Bucs. When the Bucs have had down stretches this year, when Giannis has had one of the worst perimeter jump shooting seasons of his prime, I never changed my pick as the Bucs as the team I picked to get out of the Eastern Conference, and I never changed Giannis as my MVP pick. Because they were always, in spite of all that, still within striking distance of being within the top record in the league, which is part of the MVP case. And Giannis, as we all know, is capable of hitting the uh, the Jets for a month and putting up ridiculous numbers. Giannis's last four games, thirty eight points per game, thirteen rebounds, five assists on sixty two percent or sixty two percent shooting. He's shooting forty seven percent on four three point attempts a game 
in this four-game stretch. Last night, on his way to 50, he was just casually dribbling up the floor and pulling up off the dribble from like 25 feet and just sticking those jumpers. The Bucs also have a top five defense in this four-game stretch. Giannis is still one of the very best defensive players in the world. And the Bucs are now just two and a half games back of first place in the league. So again, if the season ended today, Jokic would be my MVP. But the reason why I haven't changed Giannis as my pick for the season is this is what I kind of saw coming. The Bucs would start to get healthy. Chris Middleton back in the lineup. Joe Ingles back in the lineup. Giannis starting to get uh, kick into gear as he ramps up for the playoffs. They're going to rip off some wins and Giannis is going to put up numbers and that's what's happening. Looking at his MVP case, I think he's the best player in the world. So remember, my three criteria are, are you in the conversation for the best player in the world? Are you on the best team in the league? And how valuable are you to your team's success? Those three categories are the way that I measure MVP. I think he's the best player in the world. So solid on that spot. The Bucs are seven points per 100 possessions better when Giannis is on versus when he's off. So he's incredibly valuable. The Bucs are getting outscored by one point per possession when Giannis is off the floor and they're 33 and 17. So you can do the math on that. So if they finish with the best record in the league, which fixes that important section there of best team in the league, if they finish with the best record in the league, which is completely on the table, then he checks all the boxes. He's the best player in the world on the best team in the league and putting up absurd numbers and his team struggles without him. That's textbook MVP case. So if he goes over, if he goes out and averages 35 and 15 over the last 32 games of the season, it will not be, it, it will be impossible not to give him the award. And so uh, keep an eye on FanDuel. Look at those Giannis odds. In terms of staying healthy, giving nightly effort, the talent for his team to be able to win games, he's just a safe bet. And that's why I picked him. That doesn't mean he's going to win the MVP. Odds are he's not. Look at FanDuel. But the reason why that was my pick is because of all those things I just laid out. And I'm sticking with that pick for right now. couple of caveats. He needs to stay healthy. He's already missed 11 games this year. I don't think he can miss more than 15 without it being a differentiator he can't overcome. So he'll, you know, he can miss maybe two or three games the rest of the season. And he needs his role players to stay healthy. A big part of this recent surge is Chris Middleton and Joe Ingles being in the lineup. To give you an idea of just how important spacing is to Giannis, this is a very small sample size for the record, but when Joe Ingles and Chris Middleton are on the floor with Giannis this year, the Bucs are scoring 148.4 points per 100 possessions. That's what happens when you put real spot-up shooting and ball handling and shooting around Giannis as an offensive fulcrum. So all in order for my preseason prediction to come true, all I need is Giannis to average something like 35 and 15 the rest of the way, don't miss more than two or three games, and finish above, the, uh, above Boston in the standings. It's good to see the Bucs uh, starting to round into form just in time for the playoffs. Um, all right, so I wanted to talk about Joel Embiid's MVP case for a second. Now, we talked a lot about him yesterday in the weeds, and so I'm not going to dive any further into that. Embiid fans, Sixers fans, if you're looking for that, I talked about it a lot yesterday as we broke down his showdown and ass-kicking of Nikola Jokic on national TV. But I did want to take a quick look at his MVP case because we did not do that yesterday. Again, three factors, best player in the world, best team in the league, most valuable player in the league. Um, definitely in the conversation for best player in the world this season, he's averaging 34, 10, and 4 on a career high 64% true shooting, which is outrageous. 
He's also having an outstanding jump shooting season. I wanted to give you guys, I've been talking a lot about this this season, but I wanted to give you some numbers to give you guys some perspective. So Joel Embiid is having what would be considered a league average, middle of the pack jump shooting season for a high volume guard, not for a center. So, for instance, there are 71 NBA players this year that have taken at least 300 jump shots, and the vast majority of them are perimeter players. Embiid is averaging 1.04 points per possession on jump shots, which ranks 41st out of 71. So that's, again, that doesn't seem super impressive, but that's a center. So out of 71 guards and wings that are taking tons of jump shots, Embiid is performing middle of the pack as those guys on the same volume. And I think that's incredibly impressive for a gigantic center. He's also been outstanding defensively in the half court. He's definitely good on the best player in the world side of things. The Sixers are 11 points per 100 possessions better with Embiid on the floor versus when he's off. Anything over 10 on that front is like outstanding bona fide MVP stuff. The Sixers are negative 2.4 net in 100, uh, per 100 possessions with Embiid off the floor. And again, two and a half games back of the best record in the league. The Sixers are on a seven-game win streak, which is something I predicted back in December based on them getting healthy and all the talent they have on the roster. I had a feeling that they would go on a run in, Dece- in January. That's what's happening. And just like Milwaukee, they are now just two and a half games back of the best record in basketball. So similarly to Giannis, he's missed 12 games, so he needs to play the rest of the season. Can't miss more than two or three more. And the Sixers need to finish in first place. Again, the reason why I'm hammering those specific points home is this particular MVP case is going to be one of the most tightly contested MVP races in the history of the league. There's too many good players that deserve to win the award. So little talking points are going to be big differentiators. Being able to say, my team had the best record is going to be a big differentiator. Being able to say, I played more games is going to be a big differentiator. Especially with all the different archetypes. We're going to be comparing a scoring center like Embiid to a playmaking center like Jokic. To a playmaking wing like Luka. To a scoring wing like Jason Tatum. To a scoring playmaking wing like Kevin Durant. It's all super convoluted and different. And so these clear cut markers are going to be big differentiators for people. So keep an eye on the standings the rest of the season. You're not just playing for home court advantage. You're playing for that MVP award. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It is an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoops takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (laughs) 
Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Turn every Thursday into payday with TNT Thursdays on FanDuel Sportsbook. Doesn't matter if you win or lose, FanDuel is giving all customers $10 in bonus bets every Thursday. Just bet $10 or more on a same-game parlay on any NBA on TNT game. Same-game parlays let you combine the money line, point spread, player props, and more all into one wager. This Thursday, I would take the Bucks over the Clippers parlayed with Giannis to go over 40 points. Giannis is on a tear, the Bucks are on a tear, and it's a physical mismatch for the Clippers. I like the Bucks in that game. So start building your own. Or just bet a popular same-game parlay already made for you in America's number one sports book. And win or lose, you're guaranteed to get $10 added to your account. If you're new to FanDuel, just sign up with promo code JasonT. Get $10 back every Thursday, win or lose, with TNT Thursdays. Exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, I have two quick hitters before we get out of here today. First, LeBron's reaction to the missed foul call against Boston. I did a full episode on this that you guys can find on the feed uh, yesterday about that game. Uh, the reason why I wanted to talk about this again is uh, boss man Colin Cowherd tweeted this uh, yesterday, and it uh, hit home for me because it's something that I feel very passionately about. He said, "Yeah," uh, he said, "quote Yes, LeBron was dramatic, but he cares. Absolutely love his passion for the game." And the Celtics games have always felt bigger for LeBron. Refs blew a late call that changed the result. He was pissed about a regular season outcome all these years later. Explain why he's still king emoji. Bossman Colin Coward uh, from the top rope with some knowledge for everybody. Look, here's the deal. LeBron is corny. I've consistently said this. LeBron's off-court persona is bizarre. He's corny. He's dramatic. He always plays to the cameras. He's a unique type of personality in that regard. But I hate it when people draw that line as some sort of indicator of his competitiveness. And the problem, that what's driven this particular stupid narrative is Kobe fans and Michael Jordan fans. Them pushing this idea that in order to be a competitor, you've got to be an asshole. That you have to be laser focused all the time. That you have to be 100% serious. Almost mythological with the scope of your psycho competitiveness that became basically the blueprint for what we accepted as the competitor call it mamba mentality call it you know just the general you know jordan greatness that we saw in the last dance but that became the only acceptable view of the competitor and i've never seen it that way i think you can have a overarching personality but have top-tier competitiveness underneath it. Uh, For instance, Kobe and MJ are that 
kind of psycho asshole competitor, but like Steph Curry and Tim Duncan are more quiet, more nice. Steph is like super religious. Those two guys want to murder you figuratively on a basketball court. Steph, uh, one of my uh, good friends who uh, is a big Warriors fan calls him Bundy, like the serial killer. Steph is a serial killer under the guise of a nice guy and a quiet guy. Tim Duncan was a serial killer under the guise of a guy that would be incredibly nice to you on the basketball court. Those guys are top-tier competitors that aren't wired like Kobe and MJ. And the same goes for LeBron or Magic Johnson. They're that class clown, overly boisterous, dramatic, play-to-the-crowd type of personality. They are freak high-end competitors. They all care about winning the same amount, which is more than everyone else. Kobe and MJ are role models. They present one way to be that type of competitor, but not the only version of what a competitor looks like. LeBron reacted hilariously to a no-call and made kind of a fool out of himself on national TV. But why? Because he poured his heart and soul into a game, a game that his team didn't need to win, but that could have been monumentally important to changing the outlook of their season. And at the end of the game, he made a play that should have won the game. And the refs took it away from him. Behind the ridiculous performance and all the dramatics of it and theatrics of it was authentic pain from a competitor that wanted to win the damn basketball game. And something out of his control took it away from him. As a fan of LeBron over the years, one of the things that I've enjoyed the most about rooting for him is that when there's been an environment like that, some sort of big game, whether it's a key nationally televised game during the regular season or a playoff game, as someone who rooted for LeBron a lot, especially when I was younger, I never ever had a doubt as to whether or not he would bring it competitively. Now, did the jump shot go in or not? That depended on the night. Did he take care of the basketball? Some nights he was sloppier than others. But when it came to the things he could control in a big game, LeBron was the most dependable guy in the league, especially because of the things he could do defensively. And so like, yes, LeBron is corny. LeBron is dramatic. All of those things, some of it's objectively unlikable, which I think is a big part of why he's so polarizing. But make no mistake, the dude is a savage competitor that cares about winning above all else. And those two things are not related to each other. Him being dramatic doesn't affect his competitiveness or vice versa. I just wanted to point that out. All right, quickly, before we get out of here, the debate that was raging around Twitter the other day as to who's better, Luka now or LeBron in 2008. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this particularly is this to me represents one of the key foundational principles I use when comparing players all time. And the main idea there is Basketball changes from decade to decade, from era to era, from player to player. And it's not fair to compare any player to any specific player in another era based solely on what they do on the basketball court. Because what impacts winning is different from era to era. What you're allowed to do is different from era to era. For instance, heliocentric LeBron, like we saw towards the end of the Miami Heat era and the, the basically the second half of his career, that wasn't a thing to start. 
when he came into the into the NBA, Paul Silas had him running off of floppy action under the basket as an off-ball player. Luka came right into the league and played heliocentric point forward. See the difference there? And so here's the deal. I do think Luka's a better basketball player right now than LeBron in 2008. If I picked those two players up and I dropped them into a playoff series, I think Luka as that top of the key point forward type of guy right now would have more success than LeBron from 2008 right now. But that's not the rules. LeBron didn't have access to the knowledge of where the game was going back in 2008. And so he was playing off the ball a lot more. And so he wasn't working on his jump shot as much. It was a a completely different era. Here's what I do know. Compared to today's players, Luka is, what, the fourth or fifth best player in the league? In 2008, it was LeBron and Kobe. And no one else was close. And you can make the case for LeBron. I thought Kobe was still better then. But LeBron was the second best player in the league at worst, unassailably, in 2008. Why does that matter? Because as a basketball player, you should be held accountable to what was going on in your era. And you should be gauged based on how you performed against your competition in your era. One of the biggest things that bothers me from LeBron fans when we're talking LeBron versus MJ is LeBron fans will say things like, MJ played against plumbers. Go look at the 90s. The types of players he was playing against weren't as good as the guys LeBron is playing against now. And that's true. LeBron has to compete right now against Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and Giannis Antetokounmpo and Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic and Joel Embiid and Jason Tatum and Kawhi Leonard. The top of the league right now is insane. But differentiating yourself from that is different than differentiating yourself or than than being in, in the middle of the pack. So for instance, MJ. What makes MJ's 90s dominance so impressive to me is that he was so much better than everybody. In that era, it was MJ, huge gap, everyone else. In that era, he was the best. That's what he had to go against. That was who was pushing him motivationally on a day-to-day basis. And he elevated to that height anyway. So, even though I think Luka right now, in 2023, is a better player than LeBron was in 2008 by some small amount. LeBron in 2008 deserves credit for being the better basketball player than Luka now. Because LeBron was the second best player in the NBA at worst, if not the best player in the NBA in 2008 against what was available in that era, against the players that were in that era, with the knowledge of the game that was in that era and the play style that was in that era. If I took LeBron, the same LeBron from 2003, and I got him drafted at the same time Luka got drafted in whatever it was, 2019 or whatever, he would immediately come into the league with the ball in his hands. Top of the key, spread floor is shooting, go make plays. He would have developed that stuff earlier, and by the time he reached his 2008, whatever that is, age 22, age 23 season, he'd be a better ball handler. He'd be a better shooter. He'd be a better half-court surgeon. 
Luca has the benefit of all of that now. See the difference? So that, that, that's kind of the way I look at it when I'm evaluating basketball players. When we're taking a look, when it's all said and done, and we look back and Giannis is retired, I want to look at what Giannis did in Giannis's NBA and compare it to what LeBron did in LeBron's NBA and compare it to what MJ did in MJ's NBA. Not compare what Giannis did statistically and from a skill aptitude standpoint to exactly what LeBron did statistically and from a skill aptitude standpoint in a different sport. Because basketball in 2008 doesn't look remotely similar to basketball today. Just go look at league average and three-point attempts. I don't have the data in front of me, but I bet you they're taking three times as many threes now. So we, I just I just want to set that as an expectation, especially as we move forward with the show. We get into this offseason, we're going to do more all-time stuff. You should know the way that I look at this is based on what you do in your era with your set of circumstances. How dominant are you now? Because Luka is not dominant now. He's very much one of the guys at the top of the league. If somebody in this pack separates themselves, kind of like Giannis is starting to do, but we'll see over the next couple of years, that's when we're starting to enter into that conversation with the all-time greats again because you're seeing that separation within your era. The way that LeBron separated in his era in the way that MJ did in his era. All right, that is all I have for today. As always, I sincerely appreciate your guys' support. We were going to be doing uh, uh, instant reaction on uh, AMP immediately after Lakers-Knicks tomorrow. Wednesday, it's either going to be after Net Celtics or Warriors-Wolves, depending on if the Warriors starters play. Uh, if the Warriors starters play, we'll push it back about a half hour. Um, Thursday night, we'll see. I've got, I, I'm heading out of town on Friday morning, so I've got a bunch of stuff going on that particular evening. So depending on how things work, we might have a reaction to Nuggets Warriors or we might not. I'll keep you guys posted. Again, I appreciate you guys and I'll see you tomorrow night. The volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.